What is up, everybody? This is Sports on the Brain, and I am your humble host, Mondo. And this is where you are going to get your sports wired just a little bit differently. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about why we root for teams. Is it because they win championships and they're always in first place? Or do we root for a team and invest our time because there's something else about them, something we just kind of like? And we're going to use the Brooklyn Nets in our little talk today. And then after that, we are going to get into the head of the elite athlete, something I'd like to do a lot more often on the show. And today's head, brain, is going to be Mets pitcher Jacob deGrom. And I want to know what makes him tick, knowing that he's one of the greatest pitchers on the planet Earth. And when he goes to pitch, he doesn't give up any runs, but his team can't seem to score runs. So that is really interesting. I'd like to see uh, kind of like uh, what's going on in his uh, his brain. So anyway, welcome to Sports on the Brain. Let's get it on. Fanatic, a person exhibiting excessive enthusiasm and intense on critical devotion. That's what we are, aren't we? That's why we're here. We're fans. We're sports fans. We love our teams and we love them unconditionally many times. We've got so much invested in those teams, whether it's our emotion, our time, chunks of our lives. That's what makes us love sports. That's one of the things that makes sports so good. That's why people look at us sometimes like we're crazy. And maybe we are. But that is the beauty, one of the beautiful things about sports. Being a fan. Being a true fan because you love the team. Whether it's because it's the sitting, it's because it's the team that you grew up rooting for. It was your dad's team, your aunt's team, your brother or sister's team. Whatever your reason is. You have developed this relationship to the team, to the organization, to the players, hopefully. Makes you love them even more. So, today's 2021 Brooklyn Nets. Are there any fanatics out there about the Nets? I mean, I guess I'm sure there are some fans there, but fanatics? I mean, what about the team do you really root for? I mean, they have one of the best records in the NBA. They've assembled a, an incredible roster of, of all-stars, you know, and, you know, they're pretty much penciled in to win the championship this year or at least play the Lakers, you know, another team that was built pretty quickly to win a championship. So my question is, as a fan, you know, what team do you like? What kind of team do you like the most? Do you like that team that, is put together really quickly and well within the rules and you get to win championships you know i mean you could you could oh you know the, if the brooklyn nets win a title they'll you know there's a good chance they're going to win one this year or next year you know i'm sure it'll be great if you're a brooklyn nets fan but if you are a real diehard fan that's i mean someone who just eats and breathes and loves their team so much is that ring does that ring mean that much to you as much as a team that was maybe built over time you've watched them develop go through the difficult times and the good times and and then also the players on that team i mean i'm not 
I don't know any of these guys. So they could all be great, great guys. I hope they are. But from the outside looking in, I mean, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden, I mean, they're all hired guns. Once again, fine. All sports do that nowadays. But as a diehard fan of the team, I like I like being invested in the team. I know it's difficult in the, in today's day and age to have a player that you draft that's homegrown. You watch develop over a period of time, and they retire with the same team. It just doesn't happen anymore. I don't even expect it. I appreciate it as a fan who's had the opportunity to root for players like that. But as a fan, the question is, I'm asking you right now, you know, what is more important to you? Listen, and I know rings are. I want championships. I'm a fan of teams that have won championships. I am a fan of teams that I cannot even remember them winning a championship in my lifetime. So I appreciate it. I do want titles. But what I'm asking you personally, how you feel in your head, what you think, what is really important to you? Is it the record? As a fan, is it is it is it you know being in first place all the time, or is it having something, some kind of some love affair, some special relationship that connects you to that team, to that organization, to those players? What's more important? Because it's different for each people. I don't even know if there's a right or wrong answer. I'm not going to fault somebody if they just want to chase rings. I and mean, that's what it's about. Sports is about winning. But you're here. This is sports in the brain. So it, it is more than just titles. It's more than just stats. To me, I want to love my team. I want to be able to root for the players. I want to be able to wear that, that shirt or that hat or that jersey. Makes me feel good. They make me feel good. That's why I watch sports. So what do you think? You know, best record in the league or just a group of players that you could really attach yourself to and, and really root for, you know, have them be worthy of your time, your investment of your devotion. Cause that's what a fanatic is. We're giving you guys everything. What do you want in return? All right, everybody, let's stick together. Hit the subscribe button, the follow button, or whatever button you got to hit that we can keep this thing going. Wins and losses are important, but it's not the only thing. It's being invested in that team. You know, the Lakers championship last year, as a Lakers fan, I'm sure you loved it. But, okay, I think for the rest of the league, I don't care what anyone says, it was another ring for LeBron. Um, AD got his ring. But, you know, they built the team. I mean, LeBron just got there. AD just got there. So, yeah, I guess, you know, you could be happy about it, but it didn't. They're not going to go down in the annals of history. And if you're a diehard Lakers fan, I will take you to task and tell me that that championship meant as much to you as a Kobe Bryant championship, you know, or even the ones, the ones with Shaq, 
or with Magic Johnson and James Worthy and Kareem. There's no possible way. There's no possible way that that championship means as much to you. And if and if and if if you do, you're either not really that much of a because a real fan, or you're just kind of lying to yourself. Because when if the if the Nets win the championship this year, and they might, and they'll probably wind up playing the Lakers for the championship, so they're kind of both the same. But if the Nets win the championship this year, um, I guess in the words of the former New Jersey Nets immortal Derek Coleman, whoop de damn do. I mean, really, who cares? All right, Kate, you know, this roster got their ring. Um, but if you're anybody else other than that, like I, like I said, handful of really true diehard Nets fans who are just so thankful that they've gotten the title, and I can respect that and I can appreciate it because my team doesn't have one in my lifetime, at least not that I can remember. So I'm not a hater. But let me ask you, and you tell me: Does does the are, does the Brooklyn Nets winning a title this year? Does that championship? Is it really really satisfying? Does it satisfy the thirst of a true diehard fan? If you're a fanatic of your squad, you live and die with them. You know, you love watching these players develop and it is just, it's just a part of your life. It's a beautiful part of your life. So they win the ring this year. Does it, does it, does it fill your belly, <laughs> you know, or does it leave you hungry for more or is it, okay, now that's nice. I could kind of check that box off oh, one champ, one championship, you know? So I don't know. Once again, maybe it's being a, a, a bitter I wouldn't say bitter, but a, a very hungry, diehard, in love with his team, Knicks fan, who is enjoying watching this team grow before his eyes. And listen, if if we're not competing for a title in the next couple of years, but we're continuing to grow, and we're, we're we're continuing to watch these young guys develop and really, really develop this this. The emotional attachment we all want as 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 fans who love sports, why we love it. If we can make that emotional investment and attachment, and then the reward is a title four, five, six years from now. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I mean that that's that one title will be worth more than you know, multiple titles that the Brooklyn Nets might win with this group put together. I mean, really, ask a ask a Cubs fan what that felt like. You know, ask a fan of the 1994 New York Rangers. I'm happy I'm one of them. What that Stanley Cup championship felt like. That's what's that's what sports is about. It's about investing your emotion, your heart, your mind, and a piece of your soul into that team. Because when they let you down or they don't do well or they disappoint, it breaks your heart. It makes you angry and makes you want to like throw your jerseys into the incinerator. But if you're a true fan, you don't. 
you might put him in the closet for a little while. You know, you might decide to take a little bit of break of watching highlights and stuff. But you don't leave your team. You stick with them so that when they do get it together and they begin to win or they give you that beautiful, magical championship, something like that I got with the 1986 Mets or, or with those two Super Bowls with Eli Manning, man, those were really special. I mean, you want to watch a grown man cry? I know I wasn't the only one. <laughs> but that's what sports is about. Those titles, those championships, even as few and far between as they are and as rare as they are, that means something. I love those players. I really, really do. And it made that winning so much better, so much more satisfying. It made me happy. And isn't that what sports is all about? Feel free, lads and laddies, to leave me a review, a rating, on wherever you listen to your podcasts, especially in podchaser.com. Yeah, I know that was terrible. On with the show. I would just like to get into Jacob deGrom's head if possible. You, know, you want to talk about sports on the brain? I'd like to get sports in his brain because his, his, his mental toughness, uh, acuity, uh, his baseball IQ, I mean, all of these things that you want in a high-performance athlete, Jacob deGrom obviously has, and it's overflowing because to be able to go out there every start, in your in the rotation every time you take the mound and you are basically you're you're pitching the game of the year every single time you go out you know like i said thus his era ridiculous over the past four four years three four years you know just barely over two cy young awards but dag nabbit the mets cannot scratch a run for this guy I mean, it, it's, 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 you know, if I were Jacob deGrom, I guess, you know, if he was, if he was one of those guys, I mean, he, he certainly could, he could complain and he could, you know, be and moan and all that kind of stuff about why he should have a, you know, more wins and that, uh, you know, that he's just not getting support and he's doing his job and the, you know, the guys, his teammates are just not coming through for him. And all those things are true. He wouldn't be wrong at all. And based upon what he does, the kind of player and person he, you know, he is, um, it's not like he's he's that guy. So for him that if he were to say something like that, you'd understand it. Because gosh, as as a Mets fan, I it it does, it does pains me, pains my brain as I'm watching the game to see him go out there and just dominate. And the Mets just look so incompetent at the plate. I mean, in that time period, in the past three years, I think the Mets, during his games, which he has pitched at, with an ERA at 2.06, the Mets are six games below 500 as far as wins and losses. That's ridiculous. I mean, if, if, if he is, I'm just throwing out a number, but I mean, if, if in those three years he's pitched, say if he pitched 70 games, theoretically, the Mets probably should have won about 60 of them. 50 at a minimum you know but they're not they're not even close to that and uh so yesterday he gives up 
a home run. That, that was his only mistake of the entire game, a home run. And listen, when he's throwing 100, when a pitcher's throwing 101 miles an hour, most of the time as a hitter, and I can't hit. So I'm not saying that they don't have a difficult job. But as a hitter, if you just make a decent swing and you and you make a, you know, a solid connect, <laughs> Jacob Grom has probably done most of the work for you by hurling that ball at you at 101 miles an hour. So it's just very frustrating. I just, I just had to. You'll probably get this from me, from me every now and then. I don't know if it'll be in the weekly show or if it'll be on a bonus episode or something like that. So I'm not really sure. But, you know, this is I, – I thought about this before. And once again, Jacob deGrom, if you're listening or anybody that knows Jacob deGrom is listening, I would love to talk to you on this, uh, on this show. Because not just because you're awesome and you're on the Mets – um, but I would just love to know how his mind works. You know, how, 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 how the mind of just that, that alpha dog athlete. And in this case, you know, we always talk about quarterbacks and all these other, it, we, we, and, and, and it's kind of similar, but in this particular case to, to, to consistently be able to go out there to do your job at the highest level, I mean, at the very highest level, every single time. And at this point, come to expect, and maybe maybe that's how his brain works. Maybe he doesn't even think about this. But as a fan, when Jacob deGrom goes to pitch, you expect the Mets not to be able to score. You know, today or the game after, they'll score 11 runs when they only need two or three, you know. Or the day before, they'll score, you know, eight runs and lose nine to eight, you know. But when you when you are, I mean, their brains, their brains should be <laughs> functioning in some similar capacity that they know, you know what, Jake's going to the mound today. We know that he's probably going to give up a run, maybe two. If he's really terrible, he might give up three runs. So let's go out there and just get a couple. If we get two or three runs, nine out of ten times, we're going to win the game. You know, instead of, oh, you know what? Jacob's pitching today, so we don't really have to do anything. I'll just go up to the plate and stink it up, make bad switches, bad swings, uh, miss easy pitches, you know, not drive runners home when they're in scoring position. Another thing that must make certainly other fans crazy fans the Mets so it's 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 fascinating and to get back I really really would love to get into the mind of of, of Jacob deGrom I'd, I'd, I'd love for him to to break down what's what what how his mind works what what is his preparation but even more fascinating to me once you're getting on that mound what what's 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 going through your brain I mean, what, 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 are you, what information are you processing? How are you processing it? And why can you do that? Why, why, why can you do that when most other human beings cannot? And then maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe I'll learn something and make my brain a little bit more efficient because <laughs> inefficiency and my brain kind of go hand in hand. The more you listen to the show, you'll probably be like, hmm, it's kind of a little bit all over the place today. Well, Thank you, ADHD, and other things. But seriously, I, I really would like to know 
how Jacob deGrom goes about doing his job and what makes him so darn good, so much fun to watch, and in turn, so maddening as a fan to watch, knowing that the rest of his teammates are probably going to fall short and not give him the uh, the backing that he needs to, to, string a, to string together a couple wins. I mean, gosh, this guy is going to win another Cy Young Award with a losing record. He'll probably go into the Hall of Fame with possibly maybe, you know, a 500 record. But his ERA could be, let me say it, Tom Seaver-esque, Pedro-esque. It's, it's just, it's an amazing, beautiful thing to watch. You know, it's really, really, it's really why on a, on a Saturday afternoon, there's no place that I would rather be except maybe in the stadium, then watching Jacob deGrom go to work and show us all why he is, to me, the best pitcher in baseball, probably to a few other people too, and just a complete joy to watch as he just shows us the perfection of his craft. So... The rest of the Mets, get your act together. Start getting some hits for your guy. And uh, to Jacob DeGrom, who I'm sure you probably heard it all over the Twitterverse. I was even on it. Gosh, dude, we, we really do appreciate what we're seeing with you. You know, for those of us who are not just baseball fans or Mets fans, but if you're a sports fan, it's just to be able to watch an athlete just be so much better than everyone else he's playing with. And these are all pros. These are all professionals. All these guys are the best of the best of the best. And he's better. And it's 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 a blast. I love watching it. So uh, thank you, Jacob DeGrom, for um, making my brain feel really, really good and making me love sports so much more. And at this point right now, thank you, Mets, rest of the guys, for um, making me feel just a little bit crazy. But isn't that the life of a Met fan? Episode three is up and it is good. And it's going to keep getting better. So while I'm working things out, work it out with me. Follow me on Facebook. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll be here every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. And this is our team, guys. Let's do it together. Have a great weekend.